the voice the body is like a flute so we are singing with the human flute it's the sound of the flute there is baul song dhanoyami bashite to apan mukher phunk ek bajone phurai jodi nai re kono dukh that oh it's such a wonder that i am your your breath place through my body flute and if one day this flute stops i will not have any regret because it is you who played through me today we have a very special episode of the sounds of sand podcast i'm in conversation with baul teacher singer and performer parvati baul and in this episode we'll hear about the deep wisdom of the ancient baul lineage from bengal india and true to the essence of how the baul teach and share in the wisdom we are all blessed today to have pavarti sing live for us throughout the course of the interview so it's such a treat all today on the sounds of sand podcast presented by science and non duality Welcome to science and non-duality. What is non-duality? The universal forces, it's the collective consciousness, being aware. Trauma is not the external event that happens. Trauma is the impact of that event, which is the disconnection from ourselves. That matter is energy, energy is matter. That's what EMC squared is about. There's a language without nouns, there is a language without subjugation, there's a language without objectifying. But if it's recorded, then we there is a collapse, but if it's not, then it's the infinite potential right i'm here with parvati bau on the sounds of sand podcast thanks so much for being with us today it is so wonderful to return to sand and my greetings to all those who are listening what i'm often interested in is not so much the back story because you know i think there's plenty of places online where people can f- hear the story of how you came to bau music and and your path and perhaps we'll we'll get into that as we talk But I'm just curious in this moment in your path where you are now what is the song for you that wants to be sung that you're singing Oh <laughs> Right now I have immersed myself in the poet Chandidash and I am discovering so many new things Chandidash was a poet who lived in an end of 14th century until the middle of 15th century that is he left his body in 1477 and uh, chandidash padavali is a very important padavali means the 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 many uh, like it's a collective a collection of poem that is padavali and um, There are two section in his writing one is shringaratmika that is about radha and krishna and the second one is about mm-hmm. ragatmika sahajya which is about sahaja and ragatmika it has both the meaning of course musically it is raga that is the mode of the singing and another one in the spiritual path raga is the path of love so uh this is the most important uh section of poem which is used by the baul masters even today when they teach they take example of this padas and in the baul gathering when we have meals together you know because serving the prasad is one of the most important part because when we serve prasad it is equal to serving Uh, to a deity in human form so that is a very prolonged process and here all these padas these dohas these couplets are sung or spoken during the meal and this is how also the baul masters they exchange with each other the the state of teaching and right now i have immersed myself in finding all those old ragas that was used in this padas and it's very slow work um but i would love to share something with you if you would like to listen 
But before that, <laughs> I, would, yes. I will tell you the meaning of this. So one who has expanded himself in the whole universe, who can see him? One who knows the path of love, he can find. Piriti, this word is the most important word in the Ragatmika Sahajiyapad. That is the seed for also the Baul practitioners. It means love. From the word, the Sanskrit word Preet, it has come. So Piriti, three letters, Akhoro. The letter, it means that something that cannot be, when we say letter, it cannot be broken further. So Piriti cannot be, it is the seed or the essence of the entire uh, wisdom. Rasho marge jeijan bhojibe prapti hoibetar. One who will do the bhajana or do the sadhana in the path of love. When we say path of love, it's not a simple love. It's not the love of uh, man and woman and it's not the love of the worldly love which is always changing and breaking down sometimes, sometime together and also full of judgment. This love is a state of being. This love we have to cultivate. We have to work spiritually to bring that shakti or energy of that love. The image is of Radha and Krishna when they are united. So how do you translate that into our human plane? Because we are made of this Panchabhautik Sharira, that is all these five elements. Our mind is fragile. Our body is fragile. Everything is fragile. Today we are here, tomorrow we will die. How do, you, how do you bring down this essential love that is called piriti in the human experience? Baul took the path of yugala sadhana, that is practicing in couple. By cultivating this love, they are through the yoga and bhakti this yoga marga that has to be received from the guru and the male and female practitioner through their physical energy they transform this into a plane of calm hin without desire it starts from the wish so p is like uh, there is a beautiful uh, also in the Vedas in the in the Rig Vedas, uh, it is said, how did this universe happen? Because Baul said, what you see in the universe is in this body. Whatever is in this body, it is in the universe. Then the question comes, how did the universe happen? Veda is asking that question. And then it says it is from the cosmic water. So even uh, this cosmic water is also the image where the Vishnu lies. Vishnu is lying in the Anantashayana, in the Yoga Nidra, on the cosmic water. This cosmic water is the source that holds the seed of creation. And this cosmic water is there in the human body. Otherwise, we cannot create there are human born from us. Again, it continues. So this essence of creation is there in the human body. So the piriti is, is how it, piriti came to our experience from this cosmic water. If we understand philosophically, mentally, we have an image, but Baul is not only about in the mind or intellectually perceiving it. 
it is also about bringing the experience in the body because we say unless it is in the body without practice it is not possible so you have to work with the element you have you have five elements and you work with that first you understand your body where is this cosmic water and and then you go deeper into the yoga of the body and you become like you control or master your mind you master your body when the mind and body both are in beautiful harmony definitely one experience priti oh i was telling you just the meaning of the song but in one line i got stuck so now i'll go to the next line mrittikar upore jalero boshoti tahar upore dheu so above the the earth there is water and beyond that there is the wave above the wave there is the place of love does anyone know priti is known by the rasika the connoisseur the lover who brought that rasa that cosmic water into our body the one who brought it he left all and he became in couple in jugala lakshmi and narayana and he lived in goloka leave away your worldly attachments commit to the path of the guru if you follow the love priti you will find him just think about it for once so if you commit you find for that the price you have to leave all the attachments so priti is three letters and it is three kinds but when it become solid inside and and more intense and more united it becomes one after doing all the upasana after doing all the practice when one has become a master or perfected in the method of the practice after that only the wish for love the true love will come and chandidas says one who has such a wish i hold his feet in my heart because all the vichara all the judgment all the practice everything is before this when one becomes in that state of love there is no difference for him there is no jati kuloman the pride or ego or boundaries nothing exist everybody is own it's a family that becomes everything your own and nothing is your own prem priti je jan janaye पाईते पारे गोशोखी से पाईते पारे ब्रह्मांड व्यापिया अछाए जे जन केहो ना देखए तारे प्रेम पीरती जे जन जानाए 
Beautiful, thank you so much. Can I describe my experience listening to that? Yes, yes. So when I was listening to the sort of philosophy behind it, I, I, I really got the idea of the embodying of through music that it was only like it was only the only way to really express truly the meaning of what you're speaking about is in vibration because the only way to receive the music is fully with the body. And I was really listening with my full body and feeling all the resonances and all the intricacies of, of how you were playing, how you were singing, um, while still, you know, almost like the, the concepts that you were speaking about were sinking into the body and, and becoming known. It's really beautiful. And this is basically the bowel tradition, right? This is how the knowledge is transmitted only through, as Victor Hugo said, music expresses that which cannot be put into words and that which cannot remain silent. See, the bowel is so experiential. Its process is so experiential that 
many things that we can know only up to a certain extent that can be written down or that can be spoken. But then there is a space which is abacto. We say it's called abacto, mm-hmm. where no words can express. And that we learn from the teacher by observing, being in the sannidhyam. Sannidhyam is a word that, you know, staying close to your master, living with the master. And that's how you slowly through the years, you receive something with your body, which is without words. Mm. Uh, So, yes, so... Through the music, it works very well because then you have the, it's not only words, the sound, it stretches. So you stretch the time as well. When the time is stretched, your mind is stretched. Yeah. And then it becomes a meditation. You meditate on what is the teaching. So music is so essential for this. Yeah, it's this paradox because music is a it's a time-based art form because it takes, you know, things happen and evolve over time. But somehow it's also very timeless because you, you know, I think we've all had the experience of really being immersed in a piece of music that's maybe six, you know, an hour long, but it feels like only a few seconds have passed, you know, or the opposite happens where a really fast piece of music, we can get into all of the minute details of it, and you think that it lasted ten minutes, but it was only. So it, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful gateway to the sacred. So thank you for for sharing that. And I guess in terms, so that, since this is audio only, in terms of the mechanics, just to let people know, so you're playing all the instruments and you're singing. Obviously, could you describe briefly the instrumentation of the bowel of of the music that you present? So you can hear this sound. This is called ektara. It has only one string. But we say this is the yantra of the baul. The yantra has two two meanings. One means it's a musical instrument. Another one is a cosmic form that attracts or brings down the, the, the cosmic energy that is there in this world. We say that my master used to say, we are the carrier of Ektara. The bowels are the carrier of the Ektara. Ektara remains. The carrier changes. The sadhakas come and go. But this instrument, it has been played by many generations through thousands of years. And this ektara is not for any other purpose. It is only for the teachings of the Baal. You will not find this instrument in any other tradition. But there are different kinds of ektaras all over the in all over India. But always you will find it in a hand, in the hands of saints. You'll find Ektara in the hands of Mirabai, Surdas, the Bhakti poets, and the Siddhas of the South. You will find Ektara. And all the Vachana, all the couplets, all the Dohas, even from the Nath Parampara, the Dohas, that is sung with the Ektara. So my Guruji used to say, my Guru Sanadhan Baba used to say that you do sadhana of Ektara and Ektara will bring you all the knowledge because Ektara has all the knowledge. It has been played for years. She knows everything. (laughs) You just keep on singing and listen, keep on listening to the sound of Ektara. It will bring you what you need for your spiritual path, for your growth inner growth. When my Guruji gave me the Ektara, he said to me that now you don't decide where you eat, where you sleep, where you sit. It is Ektara who decides. You just follow the Ektara. And he gave me a name, Binadas, the eternal slave of Veena. And 
एकतारा इज नोन एज एक तंत्री वीणा वन स्ट्रिंग वीणा देन यू हियर दिस साउंड दिस इज कॉल्ड डुगी इट्स अ स्मॉल क्ले ड्राम्स मेड ऑफ क्ले एंड लेदर it is so small because baul is always singing and dancing they cannot play a very big instrument so it is tied to the hip and we say that we are trying to imitate the sound of thunder the th- the the sound of the sky then the sound of nupur this is one sound and there is another sound what you hear is a sound of dancing feet of the bowl when we dance we are using this and this is from the image of the bees because in the ashtasattvic sound there are eight sounds one sound is of the bees another sound is of the thunder and also to imagine the dancing feet of the goddess or shri krishna so we have this image in our sadhaka uh, many sadhaka since my childhood that that when you are in deep meditation you hear these sounds even you hear the sound of the dancing feet so these are the main instrument of the very ancient style of the baul but then later we had many other instruments coming uh, we have string drum we have shikhol flute and dotara which is a lute many other instrument when there are more people playing so each one can choose their instrument mm-hmm. what they want to play mm. beautiful thank you for sharing all that and the l- demonstrations the sound demonstrations in each one sounds like it points to a a deeper cosmic mystery for the for the reasons that it was chosen yeah because when we sing and dance we need to meditate into something and we are working with the sound and the breath so all these images all this it's like your ayudha your weapon <laughs> mm-hmm. and you you get into this um, see there is homa there is puja and you generate energy for us bauls are this padas this padas are our mantras this musical instrument is all the upacharas all the things that you need for a for the the ceremony for the ritual and it is a entirely a ritual but it's a ritual in the sense of meditative ritual mm-hmm. it is not a ritual to bring a certain result immediately there but it's a ritual to um to orient yourself into the deeper state of mind and body. Okay. Yeah, well and obviously the voice too is the is the also the key instrument in in what you're sharing and it, it feels like the instrumentation almost calms the body, opens the heart and allows the mind to hear deeply what you're saying and what in the words, the content of your words. The voice, the body is like a flute. and uh, so we are singing with the human flute it's the sound of the flute there is baul song dhonno yami bashite tor ha kirokom chilo shur na dhonno yami bashite tor apan mukher phunk ek bajone phurai jodi that oh it's such a wonder that i am your your breath plays through my body flute 
and if one day this flute stops i will not have any regret because it is you who played through me oh it's so beautiful yeah and, and what i'm sensing is woven so deeply into the bowel practice and something that i think is um hard for western audiences and and you know uh western styles of thinking is the idea of devotion and surrender um, I know you've traveled and performed in the U.S., for example, and we're very proud, independent people. I, you know, we think I do everything myself. You know, I don't need anyone. I don't need to surrender to anyone. I don't, you know, devote myself to anyone. I'm a strong, independent person. So, could you speak a bit about the, yeah, the practice of devotion and surrender? You, you mentioned, um, I think, your guru. What was the phrase? Eternal slave as the. Uh, the name for your instrument was that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. eternal slave of Ektara mm-hmm. or the Vina. Yeah. You see, it's a very wrong idea of the strength mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to think that I am the doer. We are not the doers. We think we are. The surrender, the devotion, is not of weakness. Because this word, when you hear, you get fear. Oh, I have to surrender or I have to submit. What will happen to me? But basically, you are becoming bigger by surrendering. Are you surrendering to a human or to anything? You are surrendering to this beautiful harmony that is divine in everything. You are surrendering to the source of the creation. You are surrendering to understand who you are. What is your purpose here? Bhakti makes us learn better. In any of the schools, we have so many schools of Vedanta, of Tantra, of Vaishnavism, or Siddhas, anywhere. Everyone has said, without bhakti, you will never arrive. When you do your sadhana, you can become very proud of yourself. The people in the West, they may not have done the sadhana, but they have acquired a lot of power by winning many battles. They have won the economic world and they also have made a lot of science, scientific progress. For that, they have gathered this feeling of I am the doer or the ego or thinking, oh, I am in charge of myself. <laughs> In, in India, in the spiritual way, I'm not saying it is about the country. I think it is about the people and mm-hmm. their experience. In, this, in the spiritual path, if you do your sadhana, your mantra nushthana, that you're chanting, your meditation, to acquire power, the, the spiritual power, more and more, suppose you are very greedy for knowledge, you want more and more information, you want to become the most intellectual spiritual practitioner, you want to dominate every spiritual master, showing miracles. This can bring ego because you acquire power. When we practice every day, what our Guruji is taught, you do a pranam to Guru, to the master who gave you this knowledge, because not everybody becomes Guru. We say Guru in Sri Krishna Chaitanya Charitamritam, Krishna Dash Kaviraj has said that Guru is a chosen vehicle for the Divine. So treat your Guru like the Divine. And the Guru also has to overcome the human qualities and find the divi- Divinity inside. 
So first we bow to the Guru in our practice. And when we end all of our practice, we will say mantra hinam kriya hinam bhakti hinam janardana. That head, O Divine, I do not know mantra. I do not know tantra. I do not have bhakti. I do not know anything. Anything that I have done, I surrender to you. Both my good deeds and bad deeds. Everything I give it to you. So this is the attitude and when you you know when you have this inside your your being so many things grows you know you can have the results of your listening grows you you are able to understand the person who is next to you your listening capacity grows your seeing capacity grows so bhakti is is most essential for our spiritual progress if you say about, oh, it is weakness, what about Hanuman? Hanuman, he can cross the sea, he can bring a mountain, he can fly, he can even bear the fire, he can swallow the sun. But he is always keeping his hand folded at the feet of his Lord. He is, a one, he is the most courageous warrior. In the Baul songs we say, Bhakto chilo beer honuman O taradhidma jhar ram janoki Kori lo jesthapona Bhakti bine shedhan melena Without bhakti, you will never find that wealth. The beer honuman even though he was a courageous warrior, by planting the image of Sri Ram and Sri Sita in his heart, he found the wealth of this Piriti Bhakti. So those who say that Bhakti is something they have doubt, I ask them to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> think twice and and listen uh, you know you mentioned listening yeah. and and uh, like yeah. as we said earlier so much of the power and the the essence of the teaching comes through the music itself not from reading reading the text yes yeah. in baul it is like this uh, one of the things i read was that it said that the baul tradition originated from uh a time that is unknown beyond what human history can trace. Would you mind tracing some of the lineage of of how the Baal music integrates um, Sufism and Hinduism and different musical and spiritual traditions together? It has gone through so many changes, the Baal tradition. We do not know who is the you know, where it started, the year and all the history, because it was an oral tradition. We call it Folgu Nodidhara. That is the, the internal river that is flowing, the underground river. Because Baul Sadhana is Gujjhati Gujjha Sadhana. It's a, it's a sadhana that is... Uh, not spoken, as I said, obbacto, which is something that cannot be expressed with word. So these sadhakas, they mostly like hermits. They, you know, retreated into deep villages in small, small akharas or the ashrams. There have been wonderful, beautiful sadhaks all over the Bengal, even now. I get so much surprised every day to find a new sadhaka and he's so deep and he has gone so much deep mm. and we don't even know about him or her. So there have been incredible practitioners living all over this land and we don't even know it. But we know their spiritual energy is there in this land. And this is why we say that if you do sadhana here, you will receive their message or their teaching. 
so when i asked my master who was the first bowl his answer was shiva and from the shiva came two streams one is the shastriya that is with text you have a clear method the vedas the agamas everything came and then another path that is connected to this mysticism or this abacto something that is not expressed with the words something that is connecting to this cosmic layers that is not seen with the physical eye so baul belong to the other one the one that connects to this unseen unspoken world then we have to jump right after that into the natha siddhas they were the shaivas the shiva worshipers in that we find lot of dohas and those ragas that was used in the dohas because you find the mention of the raga is still used in the baul parampara even today there were siddhacharyas they were known as 84 siddhas it doesn't mean that there was only 84 siddhas it means one who is free, one who is freeing himself through his sadhana from this all this 84 millions times of birth and death one who cuts that cycle is 84 siddhas and they are also considered in the tibetan buddhism as the great masters like kanhopad sharohopad bhushukupad and the songs they wrote it is known as charyagiti this is the old form of the baul songs and the ragas that is mentioned there is also something that we use even today some of them are lost but many of them are there then comes the poets like chandidash the next group of poets and before chandidash was jayadeva jayadeva and after chandidash and they brought again a different way of singing called padavali vaishnava kirtan that is a very much like a drupada music troubadour drupa uh, drupa drupa this okay. very an- ancient style of indian classical music mm-hmm. from that they developed a, a singing style which is like a storytelling mm-hmm. and uh, that's what i sang you know the song what i sang in the beginning and then uh, after came chaitanya mahaprabhu and his parshad means all his disciples from there on there was a change uh, because many things changed in in historically in bengal the the fakirs came and most probably it is the sahadardya who were the first fakirs coming from afghanistan and they made shah zalal darga in silet in bangladesh that was the beginning mm-hmm. and then this it became a unique blend of the sufi islam and vaishnavas mm-hmm. the bhakti mm-hmm. the sufis and fakirs were singing of radha and krishna mm-hmm. and the bows were receiving them as their teachers and they held the harmony of this land for hundreds of for centuries during this time the baul sadhakas were more close to the community they started making their akharas by the village they started going for madhukuri which is singing nama sankirtana to every household and collecting alms like the bodh vikshus because that's how a baul live mm-hmm. by receiving alms baul cannot do a job baul cannot be a employee but but baul is a servant of the divine mm-hmm. and there is always abundance you will never hear a baul say that i didn't eat today right <laughs> 
no matter what you if you are the slave of ektara ektara will make sure that you have everything beautiful <laughs> and then you 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 have to completely live on this abundance of the divine so they became very close to the community you know baul is very popular all over the bengal mm mm-hmm. and the large part of bengal is the bengal villages and there you will not find a single in the whole bengal in bangladesh you will never find a person who doesn't know about baul song or doesn't know about it is never like that and then the music when once they came close to the community they felt the need of uh, communicating with them in a more simple way so they received the folk music that they followed they fo- followed mm-hmm. the folk music pattern which was most popular for the people so these teachings they were sung in this uh, folk music styles called bhatiyali then chumur then fakiri all this kind of different mm-hmm. names is that typically in europe the idea of sacred music was can only be done in a church it was very much like you needed to be on the the holy grounds of the church to hear to 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 connect with god you could pray in at home but in general singing was reserved and the music was reserved for the church setting but with the baul tradition you know you you're you're able to summon and be in, in contact with the sacred and the, and the divine it seems anywhere there's not there's not a holy i mean obviously you're in an ashram and there's temples and things like that but the fact that you can bring those yeah for your for your sadhana you need a protected place for sure you need a ashram but mm-hmm. the work of the baul is to see the divine in all beings to see divine yeah. everywhere because what we said no that the cosmic water is not only somewhere unknown it is there because whatever we see in the universe is there in this human body and yeah. as, as i said in one of the that when we sing these dohas during the meals because when we serve another sadhaka or another anyone who comes to the ashram it is equal to serving to the deity because we say the human form is the god or the human the divine is in human so that is the so there is what is not sacred and what is sacred everything is sacred that's what baul say so for folks that, listeners that are interested in learning more about baul and and your work you have a, a book correct the baul premik book yes but it is in bengali <laughs> oh, it's not in English. Okay, it so is first going to be in English in in one year. It, okay. it will be available next year, so people have to be patient and waiting. But they can they can uh, go to the uh, online akhara. There is a website called parvatibaul dot com, and people mm-hmm. can uh, join the online akhara. And there are many lessons also they can take about this padas or the poem. and there is archive there is a library they can go and there are many material about baul there is also a book which is in english another book called song of the great soul and it is yes. a good introduction for somebody who is very fresh yeah. new hmm. baul yeah. premik next year <laughs> okay well you have to come back to the podcast next year and we can talk about the book when it's out <laughs> <laughs> yes i look forward Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any you tours that, or anything? Are you Oh yes. Um we have we have I have many tours actually. I just finished a 3 months tour in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then again I will be in Germany in Just Love Festival which is organized by um the Vishwananda uh, community. And um bhakti marga community and then uh, i have few more tours in september and august end mm-hmm. then i have again in november i have a japan that i'm looking forward because i'll be going to all the ancient places in japan of the buddhist practice 
and their very old paramparas and go and sing to those places. Mm. And when you're in a concert setting like that, how because obviously what you're doing is is much more than entertainment. You know, you're you're basically teaching these ancient wisdom and expressing the deepest teachings of love, of universal love. How do you navigate that? When or do you do you feel that you're able to express that, or do you have to explain to the audience what I'm doing is not? I'm not just singing some, you know, a traditional song. I'm I'm. This is a, a, a deeply spiritual practice for me. It's an interesting question <laughs> because uh, how can I say I will be truthful to my words mm-hmm. that. When I, to sing as a performer was not my intention at all. Mm. I came to the bowl because for the love, for the love for the bowl songs and bowl teachings. And I wanted to be a practitioner of bowl, sadhaka of the bowl. I was very reluctant to sing for people. But one time it happened that a circumstance happened that I sing in public and then it starts coming one after the other. But in my travel, I, I discovered that the concept about Baul was not clear in people's mind, be it in Bengal or anywhere in the world. My master, I, I mean, I, I saw that and I was very, I was very young. I was in my early 20s and I was very sad to know that people think that it's just a music. It is not, you know, they don't see the yoga behind. They don't see the practice behind. So I said it was not the right representation of the bowl. And I went back to my teacher, Shanatan Baba, and I told him about my, I expressed. Then he said, okay, then you go. Go around the world and sing the song and tell the meaning. Then I said, I'm just a student, how I will go? I don't have any you know, bank account in that way. So then he said, yes, you need currency, right? So he put his hand in his bag and he took out 10 rupees note, 10 <laughs> rupees, and he gave it to me. And he said, here is the money. You go around the world. <laughs> and since then I'm traveling and I'm doing this uh, very humbly. I never wanted to project myself as someone who is a spiritual practitioner or something like that. For me, most important was to bring the attention of the people towards mm. what was the teaching. I didn't want to take a seat of a teacher or practitioner and have, uh, you know, approach it in that way. First of all, there was so much misunderstanding about the Baal tradition. And I was just a woman, unknown woman from some hidden part of Bengal. Why should people listen to me? They will come to listen only when they get something nice. And that was music. <laughs> so I remained as a, as a performer because this is the only way I could go to the people. So I kept singing to any concerts that came. And when I think about it now, because now I have kind of freed myself from that plane of music, of concert music in a way, I am more free to do that. But at one point of time, I was not free to do that. I had to receive what was coming. Mm. And I received it. And today you see, somehow, People listen to what I say. It's because they like my music. And because I became well-known, very well-known as a, as a musician, so people start listening to what I am saying. If I was just saying, nobody would listen to me previously. So first I had to bring all the attention to me as a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then I start telling about the stories of Baal. Mm-hmm. But it is in a humble way. This was what yeah. possible for me to do. And I yeah. did it in this way. Mm. 
Yeah, showing that, that the path of bhakti is not, you know, you never know what that path is. For you, it was becoming a music star. That was the, the surrender <laughs> that you had to do to, to serve your the guru. Yeah, this is something very interesting. You don't know what kind of game he's going to play with you. Sure. <laughs> do you remember that first song that you said you, you performed first? What, which song that was? That was such a long time ago. I, I sang, I, like, it was a full concert. But yes, I, I will sing something from that time I used to sing. The song says that Guru has offered you both the gold and the copper, both shines. It is your choice to know what is more important. Thank you. <laughs> 
think that's a beautiful place to leave it for today. A beautiful place to close. Thank you so much for the gifts that you offer, your voice, your teaching, your presence on behalf of uh, the SAND community. Thank you so much. So lovely to speak to you, Michael. You get so immersed in your talk, the way you are conducting the whole thing. You are totally immersed in the satsang. It's very lovely to see you. And thank you for listening to The Sounds of Sand. We invite you to explore more of our talks, dialogues, videos, articles, events, and offerings through our website, scienceandnonduality.com. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please consider becoming a member to access our massive library of sand content, available exclusively to sand members. And we would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. And share this episode with your family, friends, and all sentient beings. Be well.